Channel. Welcome to Grand Junction, Colorado. This is uh, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. This is day four. Uh, sorry about no videos, but uh, that's the way it goes. This is the first or second. I did a couple scripture shorts just a moment ago, and now I'm going to do a couple videos here. So this is uh, Wednesday. Very noisy. Very noisy. Uh, I go to busy locations with a lot of automobile traffic and trucks and things like that and motorcycles uh, this is, I don't go to places that there's a, uh, a massive amount of people because there it's really kind of quiet in respect to the traffic so that's why my videos are so noisy compared to other street preachers who are not on the street they're in concerts and different places that there are a lot of people but this is where the Lord's put me so this is where I have to be faithful. You have to be faithful where God sends you. You can't look at somebody else's ministry and have covet that mother man's ministry. That's against the ten, one of the Ten Commandments, not to covet. So uh, let's pray. Lord, I thank you that we can come to where you send us, not to where we want to go, but where you want us to go. And at the time and the day, the hour, at the exact location, everything, is based on what you want us to do, not what we want to do. And I know sometimes you do give us that option, but oftentimes uh, it is your option, not our option, <laughs> if we want to be obedient. So we thank you, Lord, that you've sent me here to this location at 12th and North on this day, on this hour, in this city, and in this state. And I praise you, Lord, for what you're doing in our ministry here at Gospel Evangelist Church and our street ministry that we're doing and this outreach here in Grand Junction, the West Gate of the state of Colorado. Amen and amen. <clears throat> I hope you can hear me. I did my scripture short and I couldn't even hear myself talk. So I don't know about this here, so we'll see what we can do. All right. So uh, uh, I am not going to talk on fire on this particular video. I'm actually going to talk on a couple things that I mentioned in the scripture shorts. And that is uh, uh, prepare and be ready. Prepare and be ready. Two words. Prepare is to get ready. Prepare. That's the stuff you got to do before you're ready. And when you're ready, you're ready to go. I mean, there's nothing else you have to prepare. So prepare is uh, oftentimes takes time, a lot of time to prepare. And uh, and I'm going to read some verses in just a second. And then once you're done preparing, you're ready. Sort of like uh, cooking a big dinner. You prepare the dinner. It takes, you know, if it's a really big feast, you know, like Thanksgiving time here in America, it takes hours and hours and hours and hours of preparation. You prepare for hours and hours. And then the dinner, the feast is prepared. 
and set on the table and it's ready and everyone comes and sits at the table because it's ready now. No more preparation is needed. And that part is very quick. It doesn't take hours and hours and hours and hours to eat the meal, eat the feast. You know, within an hour, hour and a half, you're done with the meal, the feast. But it took probably, you know, four, five, six hours sometimes to prepare a very elaborate uh, Thanksgiving dinner, feast. But only hour and a half, you know, I'm, I'm just guessing. I don't know, I haven't been to that many big feasts. But within an hour, hour and a half, we're done with the meal. And then it's just fellowship after that, just talking. So uh, the preparation oftentimes takes your whole life and then when you're ready, it's just a matter of a few moments, all right? That's kind of what I'm talking about. So, uh, and on the message, prepare and be ready, prepare and be ready, that's kind of the title, prepare, be ready, prepare and be ready. Two different actions. Being ready and preparing are not the same actions. As the example in the, the dinner, the Thanksgiving dinner, the being ready is not the same as being prepared, preparing the dinner. It's two different actions. And a lot of times, and sometimes, it's two different groups of people. Sometimes people in certain families have other people who prepare the meal, and they don't do the preparing. They bring in you know, kitchen help, and they prepare the meal, and they're in the living room or outside or doing whatever they're doing. They're waiting. They're waiting while somebody else prepares. And then when it's all done preparing, you're ready to sit down and the dinner bell rings or whatever and everybody comes to the banquet table. All right, so uh, the first thing I wanna to go to, let's see, where do I wanna go first? I had it all lined out here and I lost my Pelleace, sorry about that. Uh, <laughs> sorry. Yeah, here it is. So the first scripture I wanna to go to is Matthew 3, verse three. Matthew 3, verse 3. Let me go back to verse 1. I'll kind of read the context a little bit. a little bit. In those days, John the Baptist, preaching in the wilderness of Judea, verse 2, and saying, Repent ye, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. And here's the verse I want to bring up. For this is he that was spoken of by the prophet Isaiah, saying, The voice of one crying in the wilderness, Prepare ye the way of the Lord. Make his path straight. Okay? Prepare ye the way of the Lord. Those are the words. Prepare all of you, ye, all of us, prepare. All right? It's a commandment not for John the Baptist to prepare them. There he brings it to light, brings the opportunity to prepare, and the people get themselves prepared. All right? Prepare. And oftentimes, you need, a, in, a, in the Christian world, let's say, you need somebody who does the uh, sounding of the alarm, the sounding of the trumpet to prepare people, to get people, you know, hey, it's time to get up, it's time to get dressed, get showered, shaved, cleaned up, prepare yourself, 
And so, but the one who sounds the alarm, sounds the trumpet, is not the one who prepares. So that's what a street preacher does. And I'm gonna say that, I'm not talking about church pastors, I'm so sick of church pastors, I can't even stand it. Street preachers prepare the way of the Lord. Now, if you think your church pastor is preparing the way of the Lord, then you've got a great pastor of that church. I'm a pastor of church, and we're preparing the way of the Lord in our church. But that's not normal today. It used to be normal, but it's not normal anymore because of the people who laugh at the Christian church today and the hypocrisy and the two-faced and the double-tongue and all the stuff that's going on in the church. But in most cases, street preachers prepare the way of the Lord. So they're sounding the trumpet, just like I'm out here on the street, and I'm gonna be over there by those. I'm gonna be by that cone. I'm just standing here because I want to protect my stuff here. But I'm gonna be right there on the curve with my banner in just a little bit here at 12th and North in Grand Junction, the Western Gate. And so I'm sounding the alarm. Got a nice bright green shirt I was going to wear. I made sure I had a lot of clothes on underneath this so I wouldn't have to wear my black coat, my big, you know, heavy black coat. But it's warm enough that I can dress like this. So this is really bright. I had a lot of people look while I was, while I was walking. It's about a, you know, half a mile, about a mile, about a mile walk to here from my, where I'm staying. So I'm preparing the way of the Lord. See, watch this. So here it says, for this is he that was spoken of by the prophet Isaiah. So the prophets of old are telling all the people of today, prepare the way of the Lord. It just wasn't for John Baptist. It's for John Shuck. It's for, it's for you. It's for everybody that's a believer. And what has Satan done? Satan has shut our mouths. Not my mouth, for sure. Satan has shut many people's mouths. Satan has put in words that doesn't sound the alarm, that doesn't prepare people, and people are not prepared. I guarantee it, big chunks, big portions of the body of Christ around the world are not prepared, and they're not ready. They're not ready. Understand that when Jesus comes to get his church, his bride, not everybody who says Jesus is Lord it's going to be lifted up. Sorry about that. Because they are not prepared. Like I mean, earlier I talked about the, the feast, you know, the preparation phase. That preparation phase, a lot of people say, oh, I'm born again, I'm prepared. No, you're not. That's like saying, I bought the turkey, we're prepared. No, you got to cook the turkey, you know? You know, you can buy the Christianity, you can buy salvation in a sense by repenting and believing on the Lord Jesus Christ. But that's not prepared. There's a whole walking out of your salvation. Now, not everybody, I like that guy, he's, is he prepared? No, he's not prepared. A lot of people do things on my camera. I think he flipped me off. I don't know that for a fact. But I am preparing the way of the Lord in everyone's heart. Where I'm living, I prepared the way of the Lord for some people last year when I was there. So I went back through my journal, not my journal, uh, the place where I'm staying at, the Airbnb I'm staying at. They have a little guest sign in. So I was going back through there. I was one of the first few guests to stay. There's a brand new place. It's only been open for a year. And uh, 
So I went back and I found, oh, hey, there's my uh, entry. Of course, all my entries are, not, are always about salvation. I'm always using every tool that I can to bring light to Jesus Christ. And lo and behold, people put some nasty comments around my talking about heaven and Jesus. But I noticed that on the dozens and dozens and dozens and dozens of other people, nobody made secondary and third, third comments, only on mine. You see? That lets me know one thing is I was preparing the way of the Lord. If you're not preparing the way of the Lord, then you have no opposition. No, nothing's opposing you, no person. Now you may have spiritual oppression. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about physical people who oppress you, who push you down, who try to do things to you. That, as a Christian, I'm not talking about, well, because you got fired or something. <laughs> you know, you're having trouble with your job or your family. I'm talking about preachers people who are witnessing for Christ. They're preparing the way of the Lord. And if you're truly preparing the way of the Lord into people's lives, people are gonna come at you. They're gonna come at you. So, <laughs> that's life, right? As a preacher, in the public arena, that's, there's big difference. Most people, because they don't preach on the street, have no clue what I've been going through since uh, Sunday evening when I got here. We got here about an hour and a half late in the train. It was, you know, a lot of problems on the train, a lot of good things too, and pretty much wore me out just to the train ride, not the train itself, but the people, especially in the last hour and a half of the trip from, uh, from uh, uh, Glenwood Springs to Grand Junction. That part there, was so wicked, so evil by some people who boarded the train there that disrupted the whole car. Disrupted the whole, probably 50, 60 people in the car and these few people who got on disrupted everybody. People had to say, tell them to quiet down and to not talk the way they're talking. They're all drunk and they're all carrying on. They thought they owned everything. And in fact, the conductor had to come in twice to quiet them down. And they were sat right beside me while I was working on my laptop, working on the ministry. Both, they, they filled both booths up right, right beside, not on the other side of the car, but right in front of me, the very next booth, they were right there. <laughs> I thought, well, praise God. And they kept looking at me and they were very uncomfortable in the beginning until their mouths got so big and they got so much alcohol in them that, uh, you know, they just didn't care anymore. But I was preparing the way of the Lord into their lives. They're responsible for 20 children. These uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, seven women, seven mothers, 20 children combined. Those seven women have 20 children. All of them are mothers, all of them are married, you know. And they were all on a weekend of uh, getting away from children and husbands is what they said. They told everybody, they told everybody in the whole train, not just me, they told everybody in the train. And they were carrying on like to beat the band. So I was preparing the way of the Lord into their lives and they really didn't like it. 
And they noticed that I didn't say anything to them. Other people said things to them, but I didn't say anything to them. I just kind of smiled and just kept on working. My peace and patience in the Lord appeared to me to do something in their lives because all many of the other passengers were, some of them left and a couple of them told them to quiet down and change your words that you're using because they were cursing and cussing up a storm. I mean, they were loud. I mean, they, the sound was just deafening. You know, you got seven women that are probably 200 pounds each. They got a lot of volume coming out of their mouth and they got alcohol in them. What do you do? <laughs> I stayed peaceful. So by the time I got to Grand Junction, I was kind of beat up the last hour and a half, but felt good, felt good. And then I saw that, about an hour later, I saw that comment by those people who, not, not the owners of the place, there was somebody who stayed there. And uh, they made some very nasty comments on my comment from last year in the guest book. Why? That's what happens when you prepare the way of the Lord into people's lives. Be prepared <laughs> for opposition to come against you. Now, the Lord gave me a verse that I can use a long time ago when I first started doing the street ministry because I couldn't figure out what was going on. I never met a street preacher before. I didn't know anything about street preaching. I had to learn every brand new. I didn't know street preachers existed before I started this. I know it sounds kind of funny today, but you know, it's just, I'm an old guy and I'm not, I, I'm just not a part of that world. And uh, so the Lord gave me a verse and he said, uh, the verse was, I don't know the name of the verse, the scripture address, but it was, uh, The preaching of the gospel is foolishness to those that are perishing. That made a lot of sense to my brain. I said, oh, okay, I see now. I see what they're doing. I see what I'm doing. And now that makes sense. The preaching of the gospel, which is what that journal, I preached the gospel in that you know, guest book, was foolishness to them and foolishness to the people in the train and foolishness out here. I think that's interesting. Look at Matthew chapter 3, verse 3 again. Prepare ye the way of the Lord. Make his path straight. Prepare, prepare. All right? Preparing is not being ready. A lot of people get that mixed up. To prepare is not to be ready. Preparation takes place first, and that is a process of time that goes by. Paul talked about working out your salvation. Not salvation by works, but once you're saved, there's a lot of things that take place. Kind of like when you get saved is when you buy the turkey, you know, turkey Thanksgiving dinner. You know, you buy the turkey, but now you've got to prepare it. You buy the stuffing mix and the cranberries, and you buy the gravy mix, you buy the flour, and you buy all that stuff. You make your biscuits, you make your dressing, you make your cranberry sauce, you bake your turkey. That's all preparation, you, but you bought everything. You bought your salvation, you have Jesus. Now you gotta prepare it all. And that takes a long time. I think the Lord's been preparing me for this street ministry for 40 years, it feels like. <laughs> Cause I don't 
20 years ago, I, wouldn't have, I couldn't have done this. I guarantee it, I couldn't have done this 20 years ago. I would have been 50 years old 20 years ago. I couldn't have done this. I guarantee it, I couldn't have done it. I know for a fact I couldn't have done it because I wasn't prepared. And so preparation is really important, okay? I hope you got that down. Let's go to Matthew 11.10 now. Matthew 11.10. We're talking on prepare and be ready. Prepare and ready. That's the two words. Matthew 11, verse 10. Verse 10, for this is he who it is written, Behold, I will send my messenger before thy face, which shall prepare the way before thee. <clears throat> so, what this is Jesus speaking here. He's speaking about the prophet Isaiah, who mentioned that. It says here again that uh, it is written. So, what God has written, God's going to fulfill. Now, not just in one person. All of us do the work of that type of preparation, of, of bringing uh, awareness, bringing the gospel, bringing gospel tracts. Everything that we do in the ministry is a form of preparing people for the Lord to come into their life, right? I've learned a lot about the city of Grand Junction. Next year when I come here, because this is my fifth year now, fifth time I've been here, and in Grand Junction. I have noticed something now for five times. Do you think if you if something happens for five times in a row, that should probably wake you up a little bit? <clears throat> yeah. So one of the things that I've noticed, <clears throat> especially this time here, is this, and it's the same thing the last two times here, same thing. And that is, <coughs> excuse me, this spiritual heaviness that resides over the city of Grand Junction. It's a very thick, heavy, black, spiritual cloud of oppression that hangs over this city or valley. I don't know, you know, whatever's here. <coughs> and if you're not ready, if you're not ready, then you're not going to, if you're not prepared, you won't be ready. All right? <clears throat> so, <clears throat> so, I see, <clears throat> excuse me, <clears throat> you can send my throat. I'm outside. <laughs> this is horrible weather. Anyways, um, I see that I personally, as a street preacher, wasn't prepared enough. I was prepared, but not prepared enough. Because the spiritual oppression today, this time here, is different, or let me not different, it's the same, but it's uh, greater. Maybe I have a greater awareness of it, I don't know. But the last two times, it was very severe. This is number five. So. Uh, the last two times, the first, the first two times seemed to be different. Uh, the first time I was here, 
I had other street preachers who joined me, two others. Right across the street, that's Mesa University. I had two others join me later in the day. And they helped me get through the day. I think that was the first time, I think. And then I had a lot of people kind of join with me. So that helped defeat the oppression faster. So I didn't notice it much. The second time, I only had one or two people come around me. And I noticed uh, the oppression was different because I had nobody around me. The third time, yeah, third and fourth time, the third time, <clears throat> it was so heavy that I almost went home early. But I didn't go home. I just kept on after it, all right? And it finally broke through. And the fourth time, it took me probably a full hour and a half to two hours of my first day. And no, it was, it was the whole first day, because I'm here Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday. The whole first day and a half of the second day to fight the spiritual oppression over this city, to prepare the way of the Lord, right? And the Lord kept telling me on one, two, three, four, and this time here, number five, all five times, the Lord was very clear in, in my prayer time that the people who live here don't see, understand, or come against the spiritual oppression. The church pastors here do not come against it. The Lord can caution me though, that, and I thought, well, maybe I should call all the pastors here and let them know what's going on in their own city. <laughs> and he said, no, don't do that because they won't receive you. They won't receive you. They don't think anything's wrong and they'll rebuke you. I thought, all right, well, now what do I do, Lord? And so the Lord is teaching me how to prepare the ministry for the next five times I'm here. I'm gonna come here for 10 years. So I, I'm halfway, this is my halfway point. And it might be a lot more because of the numbers that I'm working out. So now I have a greater amount of boots on the ground experience here in Grand Junction with enough times combined together to understand what it takes to prepare so that I can be ready on number six when I come here next time. Because it only, it's only here in this city. Fort Collins, the North Gate, is different. Burlington, the East Gate, totally different. Trinidad, the South Gate of the state, totally different. In fact, no other city is spiritually dark and oppressed as this area. Why? I have no idea. Am I just making this up? Uh, no, uh, but it's hard to uh, prove it unless other people are spiritually aware. If you're a religious Christian, uh, you won't see it. If you work in the spirit world, spirit realm, spirit world, and you do spiritual warfare, spiritual battle, then you'll see it. And I'm, I know for a fact there are many spiritual warriors in Grand Junction. Why there, why, and what I'm thinking is this, is there's not enough. There's not enough, not enough. We were doing spiritual battle in Boulder, 
but now we have raised a group of people who are also, just like right now, tonight is Wednesday night, we're gonna have our church meeting, but I'm not gonna be there. Pastor Brent, Brent's gonna be heading up the church tonight. He and many others are all spiritual warriors. They're all clothed in the armor of light. They're all clothed, covered. They're in the Lord Jesus Christ, and they have the whole armor of God on, and they do their work in an amazing way. That's why the spiritual darkness over Boulder is lifting, not because of church pastors who don't know anything about it. Now, we're not the only, I just can't believe we're the only church doing this. I just, I'm not of that camp. I'm not of the camp that says we're the only ones. I don't like that, don't believe that. God raises all kinds of people, but a lot of times people do things in their, quote, prayer closet, unquote, prayer closet. Because spiritual warfare, preparing the way of the Lord, is oftentimes unseen. It's underground work. That's why it's taken so many years to get Gospel Evangelist Church running, up and running, where it's physical, visible. It's still not there yet, but it's getting close. Because we are doing a lot of spiritual work. Our foundation is spiritual. Our foundation is not the brick and mortar that you see around church buildings. That's not us. It is some people, they advertise their building like their building is the church. That lets me know a lot about the church pastor when they advertise their building more than anything else. Are they preparing the way of the Lord in the people's lives? I don't know. I don't, doesn't seem like it to me, but they may be, I don't know. I don't know that for a fact. For this he is whom it is written, Behold, I send my messenger before thy face, which shall prepare the way before thee. So now the Holy Spirit just talked to me. How about that? That sounds kind of weird, doesn't it? Holy Spirit just talked to me. Who's the Holy Ghost? Holy Ghost is the... third record of the Godhead, Father, the Word, the Holy Ghost, right? I'm being led by the Holy Ghost. Holy Ghost says you're not gonna, I'm gonna, you're gonna end the video here on prepare, and you're gonna do a second video on being ready. So I got two videos, one prepare and one ready. <laughs> okay, <laughs> so these are the two verses here, and we did, uh, what was the two verses again? Matthew 3, 3, Matthew 3, 3, and Matthew 11:10. Those are the two verses that we're currently using for the word prepare and the message prepare. Let's pray. Lord, I thank you that you are preparing us by your spirit. We welcome you, Holy Ghost, into our life to sanctify us, to purify us, to get us ready to bring the fire of God, to burn the chaff out of our life, to burn the wood out of our life, to burn the hay out of our life, to burn the stubble and the straw, burn the world out of our life, Lord, so that we are purified even as we walk on this planet and we minister, preparing the way of the Lord. Lord, we just thank you that you prepare in us more of who you are. You're making room, you're increasing the size of our tent, increasing the size of our spirit man to hold even more 
And we thank you, Lord, and we give you all the glory for what you're doing in our lives as you prepare us so that we can prepare others. We give you all the glory, Father. In your holy name we pray, Jesus. Amen and amen. All right, so that'll end this video. And here in a few moments, I'll do the second video for the day. All right, God bless you, man. I love you very much. Just wanna